You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I'm also loving the fact that we are here on game day eve, Arkansas, Alabama tomorrow. Tuscaloosa, Arkansas's essentially 21-point dogs, three touchdowns, just depending on who you look at. It's not looking bright. It's not looking good. I think we've talked about reasons why Arkansas could have, you know, be optimistic, I guess. Uh, Also why they won't be uh, in such optimism heading into the game. You know, just everything that we try to look at all angles of uh, what this game is going to be about. But the one thing that I will say is this. Regardless of what happens in this game, Arkansas can still make sure that this is a very, very memorable year. They have two regular season games left. And, you know, we're going to just go ahead and go off the assumption that Arkansas beats Missouri because they're god-awful, which we always know what happens when you assume things, but I'm going to go ahead and assume it. Arkansas is going to finish the season 8-4 and four more than likely. And when they go 8-4, and four, we're going to look back on the conference slate and look at a 4-4 four and four SEC uh, record. And knowing that Arkansas had to play the only really good team in the SEC East, because that's just how it goes, and uh, lose to Georgia. But to finish the year 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in conference play, there's no shame in that. In fact... It's quite the opposite. You as a Razorback fan should be proud of that. And I mean, I can't tell you how insane it is to me to think about just two years removed from what you went through. You're going to be eight and four on the year and a four and four conference record. It's going to be the first non-losing record you've had since 2015. In fact, since Petrino wrecked that motorcycle, it's the only time you had a winning record in conference play. And Sam Pittman got it in year two with the toughest SEC schedule that anyone else could have. Like, that to me is just something that you got to be excited about and be proud of if you're a Razorback fan. And so when you look at this Alabama game, which is yet to be played, we all know we're going to lose our minds if Arkansas wins. Like, it's going to be insanity. It's going to be a celebration like no other. Popping champagne bottles, you know, just we're going to go find Sam Pittman and, you know, raise him up in a chair and, you know, sing songs. You know, we're going to write songs of victory that we'll sing at Dixon Street Pub, you know, whatever. Like, we're going to lose our minds and we're going to do stupid things and have fun doing it. And it's going to be great if that actually ended up happening. But if Arkansas doesn't win this game, if they don't go into Tuscaloosa and win, It's not the end of the world. It's not going to be a disappointment. It's not going to be a failure. It's just going to be part of the plan. You know, like the pressure completely is on Alabama and you, Arkansas, you're just there to play spoiler. You're just there to play the best you can and hope for the best. And that's not a bad mentality to have. And that's not a bad way to look at it either. You have to keep everything into perspective. 
And the fact is, is your perspective, and at least my perspective right now is, is that Arkansas has a chance to do something that they haven't done in a long time this weekend against Bama. Probably won't. But the fact that we even think that it could happen, that we even think that this game could go Arkansas's way, that there's even a sliver of hope, even a sliver of a chance that this actually happens for Arkansas, shows you how far you've come. I'm just going down to Tuscaloosa and hoping that Arkansas makes a game out of it. Because I don't like moral victories like anybody. I think moral victories are terrible. But I think that there is something to be said about Arkansas and what they've done already this year to where no matter what happens in this game, they're still going to be considered one of the most improved teams in the SEC. Because let me remind you of something, too. If Arkansas gets blown out tomorrow, which is a possibility, let's just be honest, it's a possibility. Arkansas is going to end up losing in blowouts to the number one and number two teams in the country. Those are the only games they would get blown out in. Kind of similar to like that 2011 season, isn't it? The only two losses Arkansas had was to Alabama and an LSU who blew out Arkansas and that was it. Now, granted, you got two more losses, but those are the only games that you're going you're gonna to get blown out in. Where's the shame in losing to the two best teams in the country in blowout fashion? There's no shame in that. It shows the progress, and it's all part of the journey that you've been on. You're continuing to improve. You're continuing to get better. But you also know what you're up against. And if Arkansas is able to just be competitive... To me, that alone is worth the watch. It's worth seeing. It's worth being proud of. Because you got to remember where you came from. And you got to remember what you're going up against. I'm going to root like like I ever always have for Arkansas to win this game. And if they don't win this game, oh well. It's still going to be a great year. Still going to have a great finish. Still going to be something that you can be proud of as a Razorback fan. That's what I'd like to see. That's what I hope to see. So just remember, folks, if Arkansas doesn't win this game against Bama, there's still a lot of reason to be happy and a lot of reason to be proud of your Razorbacks. This episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving the community since 1965. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's where a place where friends and family can come and reconnect, whether it's coming after a Little League game or stopping by McDonald's after a big sporting event. Whether it's, you know, let's be honest, going there late nights after a long night of hanging out with your friends and going out, they're open late. And there's nothing better than a McDonald's French fry to really satisfy that hunger that you have in the middle of the night. No matter what it is, it's about going to McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. So head over to your local McDonald's. Again, proudly serving communities since 1965. Be sure to check it out. I love it. You love it. But up, but 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 we're all loving it. All right, we're going to be talking with Gus Arginal, the Razorback assistant coach for the basketball team, talking about the Hall of Fame Classic coming up here in just a second. But first, back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and ever than ever before. BetOnline.ag is your name, your one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on 
to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so head to BetOnline.ag where the game starts. Right now, let's go to the phone lines as we are joined by the Razorback basketball assistant coach, Gus Arginal. Gus, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Well, thanks so much for having me. We're excited about uh, the upcoming games, and I'm glad I got a couple minutes here to spend with you. Absolutely. So uh, just kind of walk us through the 3-0 and start. Obviously, you love to be 3-0, and and you're starting to see uh, a lot of these guys finally get out there and start to showcase uh, what they're all about. Just, uh, But how do you feel about the first three games of the season so far? I think with each game, as as we've set up the schedule, Coach Ruda, Coach Musselman, you know, figuring out what's best for the team. And um, with each game, I feel we've improved in certain areas. Uh, Certain guys have stepped up uh, into different roles. Obviously, with Northern Iowa, a really good quality opponent last game um, and had some different diverse, you know, know, kind of tough situations that, you know, a variety that you go through, you know, losing Devo during the game, you – uh, a team gets hot and starts making threes. And so you have to make adjustments. And for us, it's been great to, to go through some battles, you know, at home in front of our fans and also learn a lot about, you know, who we are as a team moving forward. Well, it's funny because I know that uh, Coach Musselman said in this press conference after the Nor- Northern Iowa game, he's like, I promise you guys, we've been working on our three-point defense. That's something we've been putting <laughs> an emphasis on. But, yeah, in the first three games, giving up 13, 13, and then 17 three-pointers, I-, I know that you know it's always easier said than done, but w- what has been the reason behind it? Because I feel like, at least against Northern Iowa, a lot of those three-pointers that they made were really highly contested. What- what's it been about and what's been going on with this three-point shooting from opponents? Well, obviously we want to change that, and we feel like defensively um, we're doing a pretty quality job, but that, you know, other than that area, uh, and that's a big area, especially with how people play now with spacing the floor and five-man bigger guys that can shoot threes. So it's definitely an adjustment, and, and it's really little technical things that we're working on and, and having, again, buy-in with certain areas of it. Now, some of it is guys making tough shots. We went back and watched every three we've given up. We went back over the past couple of years and looked at, uh, how Coach Musselman's teams were guarding the three here at Arkansas. And, uh, again, taking away some things, strong side threes. We want to make sure we don't give those up. You know, making sure that we're getting back in transition, just like everybody, and uh, making sure we're, we're stopping the ball, but also getting to those shooters. And then, you know, you can live with some tough ones, um, whether they're fading away or they're contested, going off the bounce. So really it's trying to take away the ones that are non-negotiable, ones that are too easy for great shooters. Um, and then really, again, having high hands and, and playing with urgency when you play a team like Northern Iowa, just like a Kansas State team that's coming up, you really got to get to them early and take away the three on the catch. Yeah, you mentioned Kansas State coming up. Uh, what do you just make of them as a team and also just the field of the Hall of Fame Classic? Because that's kind of the cool thing for at least Razorback fans is, you know, you get to see some teams that are probably better than what people realize, but now you get some teams that are going to be really good but also have names on their jerseys that people are going to uh, actually know about. So what do you make of the field and about your opponent with Kansas State this uh, this Monday? Well, obviously we start off with Kansas State, and that's the number one that we're focused on and uh, you know, for us, it's it's a big challenge because they're making nine threes a game at 44%. You know, they're top 20, I think they're 21st in the country in that category uh, or right there. So uh, we start off with a huge challenge. They're actually number 23 in the country with three-point percentage. So um, that's a big challenge to start off. And a team, obviously, uh, that's well-coached and in the Big 12. And then, you know, if we're lucky enough to win, you know, playing the winner of Cincinnati and Illinois, um, <laughs> You, you won't have a night off the next two nights that we play. So we're ex- extremely excited. You know, obviously our antennas are up, you know, having high quality opponents 
Uh, but really we're focused on Kansas State, what we have to do to, to, to play well, to improve game to game. And that's going to be our three-point defense, you know, transition defense, rebounding still is something we want to continue to do and win that battle. Uh, but we're really excited, I think, for our fans uh, playing in a neutral site, um, playing you know, high-level opponents like this is what people want and what we're excited to do here at Arkansas. We're speaking with assistant Razorback basketball coach Gus Arginal here on Out of Bounds, 103.7 The Buzz. Now, Coach, uh, one of the things, though, that has been really impressive this year, at least really interesting, is Razorback fans being able to see a lot of these new faces, a lot of these transfers and these lineups and trying to get everything figured out. But just from what you've been seeing in the offseason and now through the first three games, uh, which of the players have really impressed you and the guys that you have been really uh, really focused on and how they've been able to develop just here in these first three games of the season? Well, I think you've seen, you know, J.D. Note, let's just start with him, uh, you know, starting off with like a 30-point game to start the season, and then you see him evolve almost having a triple-double last game and really working on sharing the ball. He had nine assists, um, which he told us was not a career high. Uh, yesterday we didn't film the coach said, I think that's a career high, but he uh, made sure we knew he had gotten – double-digit assist before, but that's a huge improvement, sharing the ball. Chris likes, you know, last game was probably his best defensive game, uh, and then he goes out and has 26 points along with that. You know, we've seen a D.C. Tony become like a great cutter, you know, flyer on the rebounds and and making big plays. He hit a huge corner three to extend that game. Um, You know, and then I think with each guy, like a a returner, like, you know, Devo Davis is being a floor general, and I thought he was having a great floor game, unfortunately, until that, you know, that moment there in the second half. Um, so, so really each guy has taken parts of their game and trying to improve. And it goes without saying with Jalen Williams, I mean, his floor game right now, you know, he's leading us in assists with 17 assists to five turnovers on the year, which at your five spot uh, is pretty remarkable and shows a great improvement from him, you know, getting seven rebounds a game. So we're really improving. I think one thing too, as a team, you know, we're sharing the ball, you know, our assisted turnover ratio is phenomenal. 19 assists to only nine turnovers a game. I mean, that's as good as it gets. So really excited to see how we're growing as a team sharing the ball. But obviously, we, as coaches, we focus more on what we have to improve on. Um, so we're really working on that defensive aspect. How much fun is it to watch Chris Likes? I mean, because Arkansas, I don't think, has had a player uh, that really has his type of skill set, and especially, of course, him being a smaller guard. But with that number one sports center top ten play the other night and the way he's been able to uh, beat guys off the dribble, he, he's just so much fun to watch. Well, I remember when I when I got the job here with Coach and he was kind of going down the roster. I knew who Chris was, but he said, gosh, you're, you're not going to believe this guy's He's going to have the Walden going crazy. He's electric. And and I think our fans have seen that really quickly, you know, what he can do with the ball in his hands, you know, how quick he is, how explosive he is with the ball, um, and confidence. I think that's one thing he gives our team is it's explosive scoring ability. Um, and he's really trying, you know, defensively improving certain aspects off the ball, on the ball. And I thought um, there were a couple times um, in our last game against Northern Iowa where he really pressured the ball that led to steals, and turnovers. Um, so we're really, really excited about him. And I asked my son, Ace, he's 10 years old, and I said, who's your favorite player right now? And he's like, Dad, it's no doubt Chris likes. Like, nobody can guard him. And he said he, he made a shot without even looking at the rim last game. So if Ace likes him and he's the best player, I think, you know, our fans, obviously, the young people that are able to watch him connect with him for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that was a play you taught him, right, to, to just throw it up without <laughs> looking and hope it goes in. <laughs> Well, we were talking about it this morning, you know, coach said, you know, maybe our pregame juggling routine and having these guys work on the ball handling is working, you know, with likes on his uh, finishing without looking at the rim. So it all, it all plays a, a place in the, our development. 
We're going to continue our discussion with Gus Arginal here in just a second. But first, if you haven't tried about talked to heard about, you've heard me talk about Bill Bar, and if you haven't tried it, you're missing out. That's a you problem. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try these amazing bars yourself, folks. I, I eat them all the time. It's incredible. I'm not just saying this just because I'm saying it. I actually love these things because they're healthy, they're low calorie, they're low sugar, but they're high in protein. They give you some energy. They're quick. They're affordable. They're easy to snack on, and they come with all different types of delicious flavors. So be sure to check them out at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. Well, you brought up that uh, the pregame routine, which I thought was so fascinating when it was announced. I'm like, okay, so what is this going to be? You know, because we already know it's entertaining on the court, but what is it going to be pregame? How did that come into play? I know that uh, Coach Musselman had uh, had a thing where he had done it before and I know his dad did it. But uh, what what's been the idea and the creativity behind that pregame routine? Well, Coach Musman's, you know, dad did a Bill Musman in Minnesota when they were, you know, one of the top teams in the country, and it was sold out every night. Um, and so it was a way to, one, engage the fans, give them something different. I think for our student-athletes, for our guys, it's a way of, you know, it still builds their skills and it gives them something different. It also, you know, breaks the monotony of what you do in a pregame. You know, everybody does the same thing, lay applying certain skill breakdowns. Um, and it's a way for connecting our guys, bringing them together. But really – so fans, one, will want to get to the games early and be excited about what's going on. Our guys really love it. Coaches giving them, you know, multiple opportunities to say, hey, do you guys still like this? And they really are enjoying it. Um, and our hope is that the fans, you know, buy into that and keep coming out and get there early and uh, make sure it's the best environment in college basketball. Talk to me about this signing class of 2021 because, you know, we see, for East here at Arkansas, we've seen some good recruiting classes. We've seen some really high caliber players. But to see five stars on this class, to see Arkansas get that number two ranking in the country in their recruiting class, in the in the sport of basketball, and getting all these guys signed, not just committed, but signed. I mean, how big is that? for the University of Arkansas, for your program. And uh, what has it been like just getting these big-time recruits to come to Arkansas when they could have gone literally anywhere else they wanted to go? Well, it's, you know, we're humbled. You know, we appreciate their families believing in us. And that's one thing I'll say is they're five-star players, four-star players, um, great players, but they're really, really good kids and great family. We've gotten to know them, you know, myself since May when I've gotten here and feel extremely close and connected to each family. I know Coach Muscle and the rest of the staff. You know, I speak for them, um, but we're excited because they are talented um, and they're really hard workers and they want to be great and they're really committed to Arkansas. Um, I think for the university, the thing that that shows is people, it's a destination place uh, for recruits all over the country, uh, especially here in our state, but but anywhere in America. Um, you know, this is a name brand uh, university and, and a basketball program. Um, we're attracting, you know, hopefully continue to attract the best of the best. Um, but again, those, those guys just want to work and they're, they're starting to have great senior years right now. So we're excited to watch them have great years and, and then get them here as freshmen and, you know, and, you know, the sky's the limit for them moving forward. Well, coach, I've always been curious about it because you've heard about at least from when we talk with recruiting experts and everything, but it it seems like that any time that a school is able to sign on some high caliber players, five-star players or whatever, it gets the attention of other 
big time players, maybe in future classes that may not have thought about that school or said, hey, well, if that that great player is looking to go to that place, there must be something about them that they're really doing right. Do you see that kind of effect where if you're able to get some big time classes, future classes will start to pay attention and say, hey, I want to be a part of what's going on over at Arkansas? 100 percent. You know, there's name recognition and there's belief, um, you know, if, if one player that is a high ranked player like that commits and, and wants to sign and be here, it kind of opens up the doors much like, you know, a Moses Moody did for his class and, and the group of Jalen Williams, Devo Davis and KK. And it continues, you know, to chance more into each group. You want to continue to build out with, you know, high school student athletes. Um, and I think this class is going to do that for the future. Um, and again, a part of it is also them, uh, you know, having great careers when they get here and continuing to improve, but it definitely uh, shows the rest of the country that we're here to stay in terms of recruiting and have a great product, you know, but also develop and build relationships, you know, with these guys through the process. And then when they get here on campus. What's it also been like, Coach, to be able to have Bud Walton Arena with just in the first three games, a huge crowd? Because, you know, it hasn't been to 20,000 just yet. Uh, but you can certainly tell on TV if you're watching at home, the energy is there. Obviously, there's a lot of places where I think Bud Walton had maybe 14, 15,000 people there, but most people for those types of games at other schools probably couldn't even get 1,000 people. Like, What's that been like just having the energy and the fan base and being able to have Bud Walton be a part of the games themselves in the atmosphere? Well, you can tell my voice is cracking here because I've been having to scream during during <laughs> games to try to get these guys' attention. You can't you can't hear the coaches when you're in Bud Walton on the great night, just like we had against Northern Iowa. Um, and you can, you can feel the energy. There was a clip um, when JD got kind of a game ceiling steal where coach Musselman and JD and, you know, and our staff are kind of embracing him for his hard work during, you know, on the side right there. And the energy that that's what it creates. It creates like a connection with the fans. And, um, you know, for me, uh, it's so fun, you know, coming from, you know, Nevada when I was with coach Musselman, we had an electric crowd, but, there's nothing that compares to Bud Walton and our fans and student section. So we can't wait and we want to continue. We want that thing to be completely, you know, not a seat left. Obviously it's sold out for the season, but we want as many people, you know, that we can get in those seats every night. And um, I think it's building and building. And this weekend's big for that too. And, and Or next week, I should say Monday and Tuesday, um, you know, playing well and leading back into a home stretch. All right, Coach, I also got to ask you about this. Today is Eric Musselman's birthday. As uh, looking on social media, I have been told by many people that it is his birthday today. So my question is, did you get him anything for his birthday? Is he the type that likes gifts or does he not want gifts? How how does Coach Muss handle his birthday celebrations? Well, I text him when I got, you know, when he, he gets up pretty early. So I gave him an early text just to let him know that I was thinking about him. Uh, my gift to him is his scouting report is on his desk. <laughs> So that's that's the Kansas State scouting report. Is his that's probably all he really wants. So he won't he'll want to read, get, dive into that. He's not going to be too worried about it. He, we have a, a practice tomorrow morning. So he, I've already asked him what's the plan, coach, and he said, you know, let's just get ready to get a W. So uh, his birthday present is to help prepare him to get a win. So that that's all he wants. And um, you know, who knows though? He might pop up somewhere. Maybe we can surprise him with a birthday surprise. But um, we're excited for him today and celebrating, you know, our, our leader here, Coach Musk. Yeah, it's, he seems like the type that probably that's really all he does want is a, it's a scouting yep. report and everything. So, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's he's focusing. This is go time right now. So we're we're, we're excited about the challenge coming up here and getting ready for for Kansas State. 
Well, Coach, we really appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Safe travels up to Kansas City. I'm going to be up there, too, so I'll be able to to check out the game itself. But good luck in the Hall of Fame Classic, and I know we'll be catching up with you later down the road. No doubt. They say there's a lot of purple headed that way, so let's make sure we have a lot of red combating that, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah, got to offset that for sure, Coach. I will see you soon. Thank you. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 